Today, you can be at home in the fellowship of the Heavenly Father as you learn the secret of the easy yoke, how to effortlessly do what Jesus would do if he were in your place by arranging your life around those activities that Jesus engaged in to be home. We are home with the Father wherever we are. And today, we've been learning about the disciplines of abstinence, where we don't do stuff that we would normally do to receive the power to be able to become the kind of person that we want to become. Today, we're talking about the practice or the discipline of silence. And that may sound horrible to you. Why in the world would anybody want to engage in that? Well, trust me, we're going to get to some things that are even worse than that. But there's a great gift that's involved. What is silence? This is from Dallas Willard's book, The Spirit of the Disciplines. In silence, we close off our souls from sounds, whether those sounds be noise, music, or words. Total silence is rare. And what we today call quiet usually only amounts to a little less noise. Many people have never experienced silence and do not even know what it is. Our households and offices are filled with the whirring, buzzing, murmuring, chattering, and whining of the multiple contraptions that are supposed to make life easier. Their noise comforts us in some curious way. In fact, we find complete silence shocking because it leaves the impression that nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. In a go-go world such as ours, what could be worse than that? I'm sitting here in our cabana, and I hear the comforting sound of that refrigerator reminding me that there is food plentifully available to me. We actually had to turn off the um, furnace because the heat made too much noise in here for recording this. So it's getting a little bit chilly. Noise, noise, noise all around us. Silence can be difficult for us because it seems very close to death. In fact, when somebody is dying, it is said that hearing is the final sense to go. Hearing reminds us that we are alive and there is a world out there. And silence can be kind of a scary thing. There's another aspect to uh, the practice of silence. We must also practice the silence of not speaking. So there's putting ourselves in a place where we're not surrounded by noise or the talking of others. There's also the silence where I don't say things. James, uh, Jesus' brother, tells us that there are those who seem religious by our un but are unable to bridle their tongues, and they are self-deceived. How many of us are in that category? Um, so why would we want to practice silence? Practice in not speaking can at least give us control over what we say that our tongues do not go off automatically. This discipline provides us with a certain inner distance that gives us time to consider our words fully and the presence of mind to control what we say and when we say it. Many years ago, when I was in college, my folks came to visit. We were in the waiting room waiting for my sister. A woman waiting for her daughter with her little eight-year-old son was there. We were together for the better part of an hour, and she talked nonstop for the better part of an hour about her family, her work, her troubles. By the time we left there, I knew more about her than some of the people in my own family. And finally, her daughter came down. And so without stopping, she just kept on saying, well, we got to go. We got to pick up your dad and um, got to pick up some stuff for dinner. And I got to stop by and pick up some buttons. And then her eight-year-old spoke the only words he spoke the whole time. He just looked at her and said, mother, you need a button for your mouth. It's a true story. And we were all thinking, man, out of the mouths of babes. 
And the truth is there is a button for your mouth and that button is called silence. And it can be a real help if I struggle with gossip or if I struggle with the need to uh, do self-promotion all the time or if I lie or if I engage in sarcasm or God forbid, if I attempt to do some mansplaining, which I am apt to do. Why do we insist on talking as much as we do? We run off at the mouth, Dallas writes, because we are inwardly uneasy about what others think of us. People who love each other can be silent together. But when we are with those we feel less than secure with, we use our words to adjust our appearance and elicit their approval. Otherwise, we are afraid our virtues might not receive adequate appreciation and our shortcomings might not be properly understood. In not speaking, here it is, in not speaking, we resign how we appear to God. Actually, Dallas says, dare we say, we resign how we are that people can see to God. So silence builds in us a great trust. And as I have gone through really, really difficult things over the last couple of years, to learn to let go of what it is that other people are thinking about me or saying about me or writing about me and simply put that into God's hands is really scary at first, kind of like jumping into a pool of water. But once you get in, you realize, oh, there's such a relief here. Now, how do we do this? Dallas writes, silence and solitude go hand in hand, usually. Um, Just as silence is vital to make solitude real, so is solitude needed to make the discipline of silence complete. Few of us can be silent in the presence of others, yet most of us live with others. So how can we practice such a discipline? Well, there are ways. For instance, many have learned to rise for a time in the middle of the night, to break the night's sleep in half, in order to experience such silence. In doing so, they find a rich silence that aids their prayer and study without imposing on others. Though it sounds impossible, meaningful progress in the silence can be made without solitude, even within family life. And sharing this discipline with those you love may be exactly what is needed. So today, you might think of some moments For brief silence, when you get into the car today, if you get into the car, instead of listening to something, instead of turning on music or the radio, just be silent. And it's very possible that that will create some anxiety. That's okay. Invite God into that. If you are at home, here in the cabana, just you in the fridge, be silent and invite God into that. If you go outside, going in the nature, one of the things that I love about being here is just looking out the window. And there's two trees sitting right out there. Nance and I will look out in the morning and um, they make us think of each other for reasons that I will not go into. Um, But to go into nature and to listen to the breeze, to listen to the birds, to have the silence that is there. Or today, practice the discipline of not speaking. Maybe you will be at a meeting today and you will be very tempted to say something self-promotional or to let other people know how smart you are and just decide ahead of time, I will not do that today. I've had moments where 
I had to bite my lip until it bleeds, not to let people know, yes, I know about that. Yes, I have read that book. Yes, I accomplished this. And yet on the other side of it, there is enormous freedom. I'll leave you with these thoughts. How few of us live with quiet inner confidence, and yet how many of us desire it. But such inward quiet is a great grace we can receive as we practice not talking. (laughs) So funny how when kids are little, we get them to practice and practice and practice talking. Why don't we help people practice not talking? When we have it, we may be able to help others who need it. You might remember when Jesus was on trial and he knew he needed to go to the cross so that defending himself or arguing his case would actually keep him from completing his mission. What he did in that great moment must have been a remarkable act. He was silent, like a lamb before its shearers. Well, he had practiced silence a lot to be able to be silent when it was needed the most. After we know that confidence, we may, when others come fishing for reassurance and approval, send them to fish in deeper waters for their own inner quiet. When someone comes to you trying to get you to give them your approval, you can just silently say, go fish. We find the God who speaks to us in silence. Welcome home. Hey, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you want to access our whole library of videos, or if you want to subscribe to the daily emails or text messages that go along with each video, head on over to becomenew.com and you can let us know there. We're also preparing some exclusive leadership content. So if you're interested in that, you can let us know at becomenew.com leadership. And lastly, if you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can let us know by texting it to 855-888-0444. See you next time.